0: Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead.
1: Hello, this is your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with Stuart Haslam, Head of Communications for the International Private Bank. And I'm very pleased to welcome back after quite a long break, Mr. Deepak Puri, our CIO in the Americas. And I know when I say a long break, not a, not a break from work, Deepak. I know you've been working hard, but I haven't had you on this podcast for a while. So nice to see you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Stuart. How are you? Good to be back. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you Uh, so much to talk about uh, off the back of, let's face it, some rallying markets um, over the last couple of months. But the first data point I want to talk to you about is something that's literally just come out. We're speaking on a Friday, as usual, ahead of the release of this podcast on a Monday. Um, But we've seen the data that the US economy added more jobs than expected in November. Deepak, what does this mean?
2: Well, this is a hawkish print, Stuart. I mean, and I, I can't remember any time where the Fed has increased rates by almost you know, 400 basis points in a calendar year. And still the economy is you know, uh, adding close to 260 plus thousand jobs. So it just tells you how much tight the labor markets are here in states, not only does the overall you know, headline print was so strong, when you look at the underlying details, very strong as well. So you're looking at the household survey whereby you come up with the unemployment rate, that has also ticked slightly below. It's at now at 3.67 wages, which is something the Fed has talked about a lot and where the markets are paying close attention, came up 0.6% month over month. This is double the size what uh, the street was predicting. Um, so if you just analyze this number, you're looking at close to 7% wage gains in the US. So at this kind of a hawkish uh, you know, job report uh, just cannot, uh, you know, the Fed, it just keeps Fed on its toes and, and wants to go hawkish. And as, and as the Fed speak has been recently, it's not going to really stop. Uh, before both the inflation mandate and the labour markets are are in sync.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is so interesting, today's print, because just yesterday, um, and and I'd love you to walk us through some of these comments. I know Chairman Powell of the the Fed did make some remarks about potentially changing the pace of um, interest rate increases. And of course, the market looks at that really positively. Um, And of course, they've been looking positively and the markets have been performing exceptionally well these last couple of uh, months on a relative basis, of course. But then all of a sudden, this steam train comes in with this jobs report today, um, which can uh, potentially change the trajectory and has implications for the US dollar also, but particularly, you know, what does it mean for these rallying stock markets that we've seen over these last few weeks?
2: yeah actually it has uh, you know confounded uh, i think a lot of folks and you know the markets have been on a tear as you mentioned not just for the last couple of weeks it's been you know since uh, late september just to give you an idea october the uh, s&p was up 8% for the month Uh, Dow Jones was up almost 14%, uh, Russell 2000 up almost 11%. So we have been seeing these double digit returns for the equity markets for the month of October. November was somewhat muted, but still very strong, you know, S&P up 5.4%. And most of the reason or the rationale why the equity markets was going up was, I think, twofold. One, um, the markets are getting used to a higher rate of return. Uh, you know, it's been a while. It's not an exogenous shock anymore when the markets uh, or the markets are pricing in a higher uh, rate come next Fed meeting. And secondly, the markets are aligned with the Fed uh, in terms of where the terminal rate or when the Fed is going to stop increasing rates. Having said that, you're spot on in terms of the Chairman Powell's speech. It was considered to be dovish in a way that uh, he mentioned that the rate, uh, the trajectory of rate hikes maybe needs to be slower going forward, starting maybe the December Fed meeting. And the market took cues that this is a, a telltale sign that uh, starting this, you know on December 14th, when the Fed meets next, it's going to be a 50 basis points rate increase rather than the, the 75 basis point rate increase that we have been getting for the last four Fed meetings. And that just changed the, the narrative. Having said that, given the, the recent labor market data, I think it's going to be a little bit trickier uh, for Fed to maintain that kind of a somewhat dovish stance. Uh, and, and I think market took what they wanted to take uh, from the Chairman Powell's comments because in that same presentation to the Brookings, he also mentioned that the Fed is not going to be lenient anytime soon in terms of uh, its uh, you know rate hikes. So, You know, if people are looking for a pause or a pivot, they might be, um, you know, disappointed because I don't see that coming. I don't think uh, Chairman Powell is saying that. So it might take three to six months or even longer for us to get to that point where the markets are very comfortable that there are no rate increases happening anytime soon
1: yeah okay gosh it's fascinating times isn't it and i think similar sentiments over here and you know i sit in london and and looking towards uh, the ecb and the bank of england you know it remains very hawkish on that front doesn't it so i think you know investors paying really close attention to this pace of rate rises is going to be very important thematic um, as you pointed out, haven't you, in the in the CIO Outlook for 2023 uh, released just um, a week or so ago. And I know you've been talking about that regularly uh, with clients and, and also in the media in the US, which has been fascinating. Look, I wanted to just stick on stocks um, and markets for uh, another little question, because we're getting close. Would you believe it to Christmas? And when you hit December, quite often there's this Santa Claus rally that comes on. So is there any room, despite some of this recent news? for rallying markets as we build up to santa coming and dropping off some presents hopefully for, for those of you like you that have been very good deepak um, on the 25th of december
2: well, that'd be great right uh, so <laughs> kind of the year we have had so see historically you know going back to 1950 uh the month of december is one of the best months for the stock markets on average it goes up the SP goes up 1.6 percent however the data is a little bit skewed when the first 11 months year-to-date, S&P is negative. Then the rally in the month of December goes down to 0.9%. So it's still positive. So you still have this year-end rally in place, but it's not as strong as it would be if the S&P was already on a positive trajectory you know year to date as of november 30th so um, you know i think there are some really good positive indicators suggesting that there might be another rally you know you look at the buyback you know it's going to start having because we were in the midst of an earning season and you cannot do the buyback so december is a very good period for uh, buybacks it's good there's going to be a lot of rebalancing for the year-end and given that the stocks have lost ground a lot of long institutional investors are going to probably increase their exposure to equity so there should be some purchasing or fund flows coming into equity markets from that perspective and uh, as, as i've said i think uh, the overall uh, you know, consumption pattern that we have seen from the retail spending, you know, we are also in the midst of the, the biggest retail calendar of the year between Thanksgiving to Christmas, you know, su- suggesting that the consumers are still strong. And the labor market trend just confirms that, you know, the, the non-farm payroll number that we were talking about. So there are enough positives for this market to, you know, sort of momentum into the new years with another strong month, Having said that, I think uh, come January of 2023, the familiar foes for the market, which is you know where the Fed is going to end, its uh, rate tightening cycle. What are the inflation numbers? Are they suggesting a sticky inflation on the core side? What's happening across the pond in, in Europe with the Russia-Ukraine crisis? Are we gonna be, are we gonna be able to avert a, a global energy crisis? I think those more, uh, Structural themes are going to take four and maybe then uh, the market's going to, you know, recalibrate its uh, thinking with regards to asset prices.
1: Yeah, sure. And you, you certainly need to uh, stay closely tuned to all of those aspects. I know obviously on Sunday, um, so, you know, we released a podcast on a Monday. We look back for one day and the OPEC plus group would have met um, to discuss what to do with oil output. Um, and you know, particularly related to that Russia-Ukraine crisis. I know we'll be looking very closely at that and perhaps some comments on that for, for next week as we see the reaction. Um, Deepak, fascinating conversation as usual. It's great to have you back on the podcast. I can't let you leave though um, without touching on, well, maybe it's a surprise, maybe it's not, but you tell me tomorrow, Saturday, the US are gonna be playing Netherlands in the World Cup. My team, Australia, are playing on Sunday against Argentina. Lots of surprises at this World Cup. Um, You know, our friends, the Germans went out yesterday. Belgium went out yesterday. Are you surprised? And, And what are your tips for the weekend? Well, to be honest, the, you know, following the market on a day-to-day basis, Stuart, just I think the
2: good—it's a good grounding on surprises and shocks. So nothing surprises me anymore, uh, having been doing this for the last 20 years. No, having said that, I think this year has been a year of surprises and shocks. So I would not be surprised, um, and I'm actually rooting for, obviously, the U.S. to pip out to the Netherlands two to one uh, tomorrow, and and that'll be great. Uh, you know, hopefully, um, and same happens to Australia. So, so we can have maybe some of the countries that have not been in the, you know, the quarters and semis, maybe some new names. Uh, I think that will be good for the sport.
1: Absolutely. Well, we've got lots to look forward to. And I can't wait till this podcast comes out on Monday because we'll know those results. And uh, we'll be well, I'll be in touch with you very quickly. Our listeners, of course, feel free to reach out and uh, let Deepak know if he was right or wrong. Deepak, thank you very much. This has been your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Deepak Puri, our CIO. In the Americas and me, Stuart Haslam. Have an excellent week and bye-bye for now.
0: In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models, which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2022 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.